happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back once again with another podcast. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to our podcast and sending your uh, thumbs up, smiley faces, uh, all of your messages of uh, you enjoying the podcast. And we appreciate you uh, all giving good feedback and uh, the critiques and whatnot. Uh, it's another Sunday that the Lord has allowed us to see. We are grateful. Uh, we had a awesome service on today. Uh, an amazing word was preached. Uh, for all of you who missed out, hey, I keep inviting y'all, but y'all ain't came through the door yet. So all I can say is hopefully you will uh, take that leap of faith and come on out and join us uh, the next time that we have service, which will be the fourth Sunday of October. Um, again, our services begin at 10 a.m. Uh, address is 3039 Daryl Fair Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Uh, and we would love to see your face in the place. Uh, as for this podcast, uh, the message will be a continuation from last week. Um, it is the ending of uh, that particular message. Uh, we uh, hope that you enjoy, that you receive, and uh, also we uh, will be bringing some new music onto the podcast, as always. So, um, all we ask, as we do every week, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy.
never forget where all our blessings come from. Always remember Jesus. Miss Layla Hathaway and Mr. Ramsey Lewis. See? 
God chooses the place. And most of the time, the place is somewhere you don't want to be. Watch text. Watch text. God says to Abraham, go to the region of Moriah. To a mountain, I will tell you. The word tell there is a bad transliteration of the Hebrew Masoretic text. The original language says, show you. Watch this. Go to the region of Moriah. The word go is in the present tense indicative. Show is in the future tense indicative. In other words, I got something to show you, but I'm not going to show you till you go. Y'all don't like this. Okay, uh, I, I've got some revelation for you, but I want to see, will you trust my direction without having all the answers? Can you trust God without total disclosure? Abraham is not given all the answers. He's just given direction. He knows it's Moriah, but he won't, won't know which mountain until he starts towards Moriah. See, I know why most of us can't shout because in this new Pentecostal church, we are sign driven. God, God told you to open the business. Child, what you waiting on? Child, I'm waiting on a sign. God told you to go back to school. What you waiting on? Man, we get deep. I'm waiting on confirmation. God, God told you to start a family. You, you and your husband, y'all real deep. So we just waiting on a rhema word. So you sitting around in your prayer time, talking about God, I trust you. And when you show me, I'm going to move. God's looking back at you saying, if you trust me, move and I'll show you. I wish I had a witness in here. I wish I had a witness. God said, I want to see, will you trust me when I don't give you everything up front? Watch this, because if I give you everything up front, you'll have no need to trust me. You'll have no need to stay in touch with me. And what I'm after is not just blessing you, I'm after relationship with you. And relationship with you can't happen with one encounter. I got to do something that makes you stay in touch with me watch this who am I talking to I'm gonna mess somebody up God told you to move to Atlanta 
You ain't from Atlanta. You ain't got no family. Pookie, Ray Ray, none of your cousins live here. You don't know why God told you to move to Atlanta, but because you trusted God and made the move when you got here, he started connecting you and hooking you up with people because God says, when you trust me without all the answers, I'll begin to bless you in ways that blow your mind. Here's the other thing. Abraham knows the assignment, sacrifice Isaac. He doesn't know the mountain when he starts. There are three mountains on Moriah. If he doesn't stay in touch with God, but knows the assignment, if he doesn't stay in touch with God, he will choose the mountain. And if he chooses the mountain, he might not choose the right one. And ain't nothing worse than trying to do the right thing on the wrong mountain. God help me. Ain't nothing worse than trying to do the right thing but in the wrong place. It's a dangerous thing to try to do what God called you to do, but you trying to do it in a place God didn't tell you to do it. You just started preaching six weeks ago and all of a sudden you ready to have your own church. So you done started your church in your living room with you and your wife and your children and six weeks later ain't nobody there but you, your wife and your children and you trying to figure out what's wrong with the people ain't nothing wrong with the people maybe you tried to do the right thing on the wrong mountain you 35 and your biological clock is ticking so instead of waiting on the right man you take the right now man and now you upset because you thought you had Prince Charming but he turned out to be Freddy Krueger ain't nothing wrong with the brother maybe you tried to do the right thing on the wrong mountain you took a job because it had money but like Biggie said it had more money but more problems and now you can't figure out why you catching all this hell on a new job maybe that wasn't the right job and you trying to do the right thing on the wrong mountain but I might have a witness in here who can testify ain't nothing like being on the right mountain. It might not be as big as your mountain. It might not be as pretty as your mountain. It might not be as high as your mountain, but it's my mountain. It might not be as big as your house, but it's got my name on it. It might not be as fancy as your car, but it's got my name on it. Is there anybody in here who can say, I don't compare my mountain to anybody else's I wake up every morning thanking God that at least I got a mountain and it's mine shake somebody's hand and tell them it's my mountain and I thank God that it's mine I ain't got to kiss up to nobody I ain't got to sleep with nobody I ain't got to politic with nobody it's mine Assignments are tied to a place. Y'all sit down, I'm just talking. Here's, here's the second thing. Here's the second thing. 
God wants to see. God help me now. Can you manage the pain that comes with the pilgrimage of the process? One of my favorite books I read in high school, Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. You know, it's the best times, worst times, the age of wisdom, the age of foolishness, the epoch of belief, the epoch of incredulity. When you read that book, what you discover about Dickens is that what he was saying is that life is the tale of living in two opposites. And that the success of life, watch this, is not trying to live in one city or the other, but that the success of life is knowing how to live in both, sometimes at the same time, in such a way that your attitude don't give away which city you in. <laughs> I, I don't know Dickens had any theology but that's good theology because faith and the success of the blessed life is not trying to live in all good the blessed life is knowing sometimes you got good and bad but folk won't know which one you dealing with to look at you. Woo! Because you got such a faith in God that when they see you, they can't tell whether you catching hell or living in heaven. Success of the blessed life is managing good and bad. Watch this text. Do we? When God showed me this, it messed me up. Watch what Abraham says to the fellas. He says, y'all stay here. The boy and I are going to worship. That's what he says. And we'll be back. Now, I know that's major preaching right there. We'll be back. I'm not going to preach that today. Maybe if I get to come back, I'll preach that another time. Because that ain't what caught me. Abraham says, we're going to worship. Look what God makes them carry to worship. The fire, the wood, and the knife. Okay, okay. God makes them carry to worship. <laughs> The fire, the wood, and the knife. Okay. The fire, the wood, and the knife are the ingredients that would be used to kill Isaac. Hmm. So God makes them carry to worship stuff that has the potential to kill and cause pain. God help me in here today. God makes them carry to worship.
stuff that has the potential to kill, be painful, be depressing, and be discouraging. What do you do when God makes you carry to worship? Stuff that has the potential to kill you. God help me. What do you do when God won't let you leave it in the cup, but he makes you come to worship? carrying issues and burdens and struggles and problems that have the potential to make you lose your mind what do you do when God makes you carry stuff that can kill you and I don't know who I'm talking to in here today but sometimes you got to carry things that have the potential to make you lose your mind. There's somebody in here this morning, you dressed up, you've been singing all the hymns, but the neighbor sitting next to you don't know some of the stuff you carry. There's somebody in here right now, you've been clapping, you've been smiling, you've been rejoicing, but you carrying some stuff that has the potential to kill you. You're carrying a bad marriage, you're carrying a physical sickness, you're carrying carrying a financial struggle you're carrying an incarcerated child you're carrying unemployment you're carrying a job you can't stand and you know why you ought to rejoice because with everything you carrying you still came to worship with everything you carrying you still came to give God glory do I have about 15 of y'all who can say I'm carrying some stuff and it's trying to make me lose my mind but I'm a shout in here today because with everything I'm carrying I climbed that mountain and I said this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it would you help me encourage somebody and tell them whatever you carrying you sure look good carrying it I didn't even know you were going through nothing I didn't even know you were dealing with nothing I didn't even know you were catching that hell I didn't even know you had that kind of struggle I didn't even know you were dealing with that difficulty because you look better than what you're carrying you smile better than what you're carrying up. Look at them and encourage them and tell them you're carrying it good child. Whatever it is you climb that mountain and you told the devil I will not be defeated. You told God I will give you worship. No matter what it is I've got to carry. I'm looking for the ride or die saints who can say everything ain't peachy king. I'm carrying some struggles, but I'm still in worship. And as if that ain't bad enough, you got to deal with bougie folk who look at you and want you to sit down and want you to shut up and want you to be sophisticated. You better kick rocks with everything I'm carrying. If you knew what I was carrying, you'd be helping me Is there anybody in here who can say I'm carrying it? But I'm going to worship God anyhow. 
I wish I had a witness in here. Shake somebody's hand, tell them, keep on carrying it. Carry it with a smile. Carry it with integrity. Carry it with a praise. Carry it with a worship. Carry it with joy. Carry it with your head held up. Sometimes, God, that's why you need to pray for your pastor all the time. I don't care how good he preaches. I don't care how good he sings. I don't care how sweet the melody is in his voice. When he closes out a sermon, you don't know what he's carrying. And just because we stand up here and preach with power, don't mean we ain't carrying some stuff. Now, what? Y'all sit down, I'm just talking. I'm almost done. Um, because the text bears out to us, watch this, that the stuff I carry to worship, I don't have to leave worship with it. Um, we're going to try to help somebody. The stuff you carry. <laughs> there will be an opportunity provided before you leave that worship moment to deal with it. I'm in the text. Do you know what they did with the stuff they were carrying? Made an altar. See, we in this new praise and worship church. But if you want to know how to lay down some stuff you carry, you got to learn how to build an altar. I wish I had a praying church in here. How many of y'all know prayer can fix some stuff? And if it don't change things, it'll change you to help you handle whatever it is you got to deal. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, I know we know this story. We know he got Isaac down there. And we know that God stepped in. That this ethereal emissary from eternity called an angel stepped in and said, hold up. That's McKissick translation. What caught me do is not that God showed up. What got me was when God showed up. I know I'm in an intelligent church because y'all got a major preacher. Y'all go catch this. Watch the, it's so simple. It's in text. Do you know when God showed up? When Abraham raised his hand. <laughs> it's in the text. When he got his hand as high as it could go. Y'all catching it. When his hand got up to the point of total surrender. When his hand got in the posture that said, God, if you don't step in, it ain't going to happen. 
when his hand got to the point where he said God the only way it's gonna get fixed is if you step in and fix it can I tell you there's power in knowing how to get your hands up because when you learn how to raise your hands you release angels on your behalf to fight for you in the spirit world to help bring your miracle into the now okay okay hold on hold on hold on y'all know airports have gotten real sophisticated there was a time you know when I was younger I'd get off the plane keep on going right the baggage claim but I know I look real young I'm 45 I ain't trying to you know I ain't trying to prove nothing to me or nobody else when I got off the plane I'm going to the bathroom It's just that simple. You know, there was a time you went to the restroom, you go to the sink, wash your hands, towel was right there. Or it was right there, and you just pull it down. They done got sophisticated now. They got the box that's right here, but ain't no towel. But there's a red dot right there. And there's a sentence above the red dot that says, to release towel, wave your hand. Come here. God told me to tell somebody this morning that he's got some stuff he wants to bring down for you. And all you got to do is learn how to wave your hand. He said he's ready to release some stuff on your behalf, but he's just waiting on you to wave your hand. Would you wave your hand over your neighbor and tell your neighbor everything you need is coming down. Your blessing is coming down. Your patience is coming down. Your peace is coming down. Your breakthrough is coming down. Your joy is coming down. Your anointing is coming down. Your breakthrough is coming down. Now wave it over yourself and say everything I need, it's about to come down. Everything God has for me, it's about to be. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. But watch the results of faithful obedience. I'm done. Text says, after that, he saw a ram caught in the thicket. Now, I learned something in my study, y'all. Thickets don't grow on mountaintops. Thickets grow in the valley. <laughs> Trees grow on mountaintops. Rams don't run on mountaintops. They are not anatomically designed to handle the altitude. They run on the bottom. Because of his faithfulness, God lets Abraham see on top <laughs> stuff that ought to be on the bottom. God says, if you just remain faithfully obedient, I'm going to flip the script and stuff that used to be on your bottom, I'm going to put on your top. He said, I'm going to begin to bless you with stuff that don't even look like you ought to have. I'm going to begin to do stuff in your life that don't even make sense. Here is the shout that got me. I'm done. I'm so glad y'all invited me. 
I ain't going to lie. I had to ask God to forgive me. Spirit of lust. Because I've been lusting to preach in this big old place. He forgave me before I got in here. Watch this and I'm done. Mariah is transliterated into the English as the word more. Abraham leaves the land of more but doesn't leave all right y'all we have come to an end of another hod podcast we hope and pray that you all have enjoyed uh we thank god again for you guys tuning in we are really we really do appreciate you guys listening and tuning in every week um and for your words of encouragement and uh, again, you guys let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, we will do our best to make sure that every week we give you guys high quality, premium content, great word, and great music. Uh, we all need a little encouragement, especially in this season uh, with the things that are going on in this world, uh, the economy, government, uh, and even in your local everyday to day life. Um, a lot of things that are going on right now that have caused some of the saints to uh, hopefully not be weary, but to uh, be a little concerned about uh, the way that uh, things are going down around us. But at the end of the day, we have to remember who it is that we serve. Um, and uh, we thank God for his covering, his protection, his keeping power. Uh, from day to day his grace and mercy for he didn't have to do it but we're so grateful that he did Um, so again we thank you guys for listening we pray that you all have a blessed week Um, and we will look forward to coming back on next Sunday with another podcast for you all Uh, so until then God bless Be blessed, and we will see you on the other side. We didn't didn't do this earlier. Let's have a quick testimony, sir. Look at somebody and tell them one thing God did for you today that you can do for yourself.
all of that. I'm so sorry. I just felt like I had a dream. But the Lord let me get the church in there.
Yeah, that's one more. 